If you could、uh, grab your phones and your Bibles, if your Bible is in your phone, I want we're going to look at three different areas before I start sharing. First, we're going to look at Genesis two seven, and then we're going to jump to John twenty twenty two, and then Acts two four. So as I、um, preach slash teach tonight. I want you guys to keep your Bible open and just whenever I reference、uh, a verse, I want you to try to open that up and just you know I want you to like test it, look at it yourself in and through the Word of God. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're gonna start with Genesis two seven, and what I'm trying to do tonight is to kind of show you from the Bible.、Um, Like God's intent, like God's beginning, created intent for you and I. Okay, all right. So Genesis two seven, you there? Okay, everybody together. Ready? Go. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Everybody say breath of life. Can、okay, I jump to John twenty twenty two? You there? John twenty twenty two. I talked about breaking through. Breaking. I, I, this morning I talked about pressing in and pressing through the realm of the spirit, right? Like the realm of the physical world, this world. And the realm of this—they coexist, right? But you and I have, right, authority, or you and I have the choice to choose which realm we're gonna live from, okay? And if we choose the realm of the spirit, right, you don't get to leave your life. The spirit leads your life, right? So I'm gonna talk about the Holy Spirit tonight a little bit. Is that okay?、All、right, John twenty twenty two. Ready? Go. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, "Receive the Holy Spirit." Okay.、And、then Acts two four. Acts two four. Okay. This one I'll read for you. And they were all filled. Everybody say filled, filled. with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongue as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let's pray. Spirit of God, will you give us understanding? Spirit of God, will you silence the flesh and awaken our spirit to hear the words of the Spirit? Come do what you desire to do in my heart and my mind. In our hearts, in our minds, in our lives, in our community, give us your perspective. Help us to see through your lens. In Jesus' name, Amen. So I was telling Richard on our way here that Tutta, he's like, "How are you? How, how's everyone? How have you been? You know, usually." 
the normal answer, oh, great, we're doing well. But you know what? I, like, I couldn't say that. I mean, now I could say it, but I told him it was, it was really hard. Benjamin and I, our church went through probably one of the most painful, shameful, difficult time of our lives. I've never felt so ashamed as a leader, as a pastor. I've never felt so disqualified. I've never felt so abandoned. I've never felt that much pain at once in my life. And it began January of 2018, and it lasted till December of 2018. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this is just the beginning. It got worse and worse throughout the year. And it was really, really, really painful. Now, we've never been accused like we have. We've never been rejected like Benjamin, like from all over the world, you guys. Like, you guys love us. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I feel the love. But it wasn't so from a lot of different areas. Um, somehow, some way, we became the blame of the pain of the people. And uh, it was so hard, guys. Seriously, like, I never wanted to quit like as I, as I did in 2018. You've been there? You've gone through some pain in the past season? Or maybe you are in it right now. And, you know, I had a friend that visited us, and I had her speak at one of our missions training class, and she had a hard life. And she asked God, why? I mean, why? Why'd you let all these things happen, God? I just felt so abandoned by God, right? And the picture she gave me, it's like, man, that's, that's exactly like God spoke to me about, right? The picture that she said was, we asked for more of God, more Holy Spirit, more, more, more. It's like we're asking, we're going under the waterfall with the Dixie cup. What happens when you're a paper cup and you ask for more and you go under the water cup, I mean, waterfall? That cup won't stand a chance. And God spoke to her. I was strengthening your cup so that I could answer your prayer, which is true. Because God spoke to me in December of 2018, Sonny, you can't see it right now, but one day, very soon, you're going to turn back and you're going to be able to say 2018 was the best year of your life. When I heard that, I had a choice. What? I wanted to die. If it wasn't for Alethea, shoot. You know, if it wasn't for these relationships, you're on your own. Like, I'm done. But because of my relationship, I couldn't give up, right? How could that be the best year of my life? I mean, we glorify what happened in our second campus by saying, oh, God was leading us on. But basically, if we're going to be real, we had a church split. And uh, there was lot of um, accusations as that happened. That was so painful. That was so painful. And, um, and then like on top of that, we got hit financially. You know, I mean, 
you name it, spiritual, emotional, mental, like we got hit, like knocked down. It's like, come on, like, you know, how much more? You know what God said, Sonny? You're going to thank, you're going to th look back and say, you're going to thank me for 2018. And you know what God said? God said, Sonny, I'm going to pour out my favor on, on you in 2018. Favor you have yet not known. I received a lot of favor. I'm like, favor I haven't yet known? What's that like? I was like, okay. I shifted my heart to believe. Believe what my physical realm said, which was impossible. And so I was like, God, okay. So I always pray December, what is one word that is going to characterize my next year? And he said, Sonny, 2019, the word for you will be favor. Okay, favor. I was like, I received that. And then he started to bring revelation to me. You see, we wear lenses. And depending on which lens you wear, you're going to interpret your world, your situation, yourself, God, differently. The enemy is dangling demonic lenses. And when you wear demonic lenses, Right? Even when something good happens, somehow you find something negative. Yeah. True. Your friend brings you a gift, and he or she has never done that before. And you wear that demonic lens and said, how am I going to have to pay for this later? What's he going to demand? Right? When you wear demonic lenses, even good things that happen to you, you find something negative. And then, and then we have fleshly lenses right and when you wear that to you it's logical when you wear your flesh lens lenses of your flesh the way you're going to interpret your today and your tomorrow is going to be based upon what happened yesterday so what happened yesterday will define the way you see your today and tomorrow and so you know raise your hand if you've been single Singles, raise your, oh, wait, you're all single. We're at singles retreat. So I'm talking to all of you, except for, you know, right here. <laughs> if you wear this, you have hope. You want to hope that you're going to meet the one in 2019. But when you wear this flesh, lenses of the, you're going to look back and say, well, it happened. It didn't happen all these years. I probably won't meet anybody. And so you expect, you don't expect what is good. You expect according to yesterday. But when God gave me this new lens in December of 2018, I started to expect favor, favor I have yet known, favor. And I told Benjamin, Benjamin, prepare, get yourself ready. <laughs> Because God's about to pour out his favor upon us. He's like, okay, okay. And see, by end of last year, we have to give up our place. We have to move in with my in-laws. Don't tell anybody. It's embarrassing. I'm almost 50. I'm 47, and I have to move in with my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. And I live in a small room, smaller than the room that Amy and I are staying right now with my husband. 
right? And then God is saying, God gave me this lens. And I get with that lens though, man, I'm seeing God's favor. And so at the last minute, my big sister and I decided to take my mom to Hawaii. My mom lost her husband in 2018. She fell and broke her back in two places. And the while she tried to exercise while her back was broken, she fell and she had to get stitches on her foot. Like she's been through a lot. And she couldn't visit us in California because her husband had Alzheimer's disease. And so when he passed, right, for the first time in years, she came to visit. She's from Alaska. And uh, we're like, yeah, let's take her to Hawaii. December 31st, I was on a plane. And January 1st, 2019, I woke up in Honolulu, Wahoo, Hawaii. <laughs> and I was like looking at this beautiful ocean. Favor! But who gets to start the new year in Hawaii? Favor! And I was like, oh my. And once I recognized that favor, that's like, oh, you think this is a favor? Phone rings. What? We're getting a raise? I didn't even expect that. What? Favor! And then once I recognized that favor, another phone call rings. And all these, I wasn't searching for them. They searched after me. And then recently, another phone call we didn't even ask, we didn't even expect, we didn't even dream about this. Uh, somebody that we know called and said, we really felt led to give you an interest loan, free, interest-free interest loan, interest-free loan for your down payment for your house so you could buy a house. Favor! Favor. And I was like, God, you really kept your word. It's only like beginning of January, and already I'm seeing all these favor I have yet known. New favor. But then, and I could sense the delight of the, he's so proud of me. He, you know why he was so proud of me? That I got to, I was aware of the favor when he sent it. Because, you know, little kids, like, you know, you buy something for them, like, eh, thanks. <laughs> they don't recognize it as favor. He was blessing me, but then he delighted me because, I recognized the Father's favor. He was so like proud. I was like, but God, how can I not be thankful and acknowledge that? And then he gave me this revelation. So you see in Hawaii, I, was, I, I saw, I went to every hike. I love hiking. Every hike I wanted to go on, it was so beautiful. But at the same time, it wasn't as easy as it sounded like. Because I'm a missions pastor. I travel a lot. But I go with a lot of young people. They carry my bags. <laughs> Did you see how Amy was uh, massaging my uh, shoulder while I was eating lunch? I get massages. <laughs> bring me coffee. You know, do you need water? Do you need anything? Like, they love me. They honor me. They, I don't, even when I travel with my husband, I'm still older than my husband. I'm five years older than my husband, so he carries all my bags. 
Here in Hawaii, I was the youngest. So not only did I have to carry my bags that I'm not used to carrying, <laughs> I had to carry my mother's bag. And I had to roll her back. And I was like, oh, my, my shoulder was hurting. And since I was the youngest, Sonny, we need more water. I have to run down, get water. Mama needs more medicine. Run down, go get the medicine. Well, she can't even take her medicine without food, so get her food. Run down, get her food. Back and forth, back and forth. Oh, and my mom's like, oh, oh, oh. So I'm like, for every night, hour, I'm massaging her leg. I have arthritis in my finger, guys. And every night, I have to massage. I was like, in Jesus' name. This is a privilege. I have to, it wasn't like, yay. Oh, I love my mom so much. It was like, I have to shift. God, this is a privilege. God. It was hard. You know, without the lens that God gave me, I could have complained the whole time I was there. But because he gave this to me, the lens of his favor, I was able to recognize God's favor and live from that favor. And you know what I realized? The more you acknowledge the favor, he increases favor. When you acknowledge one favor, God's like, good job. He brings another door. And you open it up, there's more favor. And once you recognize that as favor, guess what? God's like, oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so proud of you. Here you go. And then I was like, how long will this last, God? Will it last all year? And you know what he said? As long as you recognize my favor, I will increase my favor upon you. From glory to glory. Increase to increase. But you know, as I was really learning how to recognize and receive the favor of God, my cry, e even through everything that I went through in 2018, you know what my prayer was? Vindicate me. How? By cursing those people that accused me? No. God, vindicate me by pouring out your spirit upon our house. God, my reward isn't five-bedroom house, even though I would love to live in a five-bedroom house. You know my reward would be? His Holy Spirit, pour, he, him pouring out his spirit upon us. Yeah. I said, God, God, God. 2018 was like death to me. But you're gonna, the way you're gonna, you can vindicate me is by pouring out your spirit upon us. The presence of God. You know what I sense? The reason why I wanted to talk about this with you is because I could sense God's desire to take you to this realm so that you could be more intimate with his spirit than you've ever been. Hmm? God wants to give you not only the lens of, favor, of his favor, but lens of his Holy Spirit, that you are able to see everything and interpret everything through the person of the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because you and I were created to 
host the presence of God, to host the spirit of God. Yeah. Hmm? And God is calling you and I right now. He's, he's summoning you. He's calling you to relationally treasure the person of the Holy Spirit, to engage the spirit, to turn your affection on him, to have the deep connection with the person of the Holy Spirit. Don't you hate it when you feel disconnected from your best friends or your husband or... Do you ever feel disconnected? Yeah? Don't you hate that? But how often do we ignore the person of the Holy Spirit? He's in... The, don't you hate it when you walk in and like Jason, like let's say he's your best friend, right? But somehow he got offended and you walk in and he just looks at you as if you're not there. And he doesn't even acknowledge you. He just, and you're like, hello. And then you're like, fine. And then you allow that distance to go further, further in your heart, even if you're in the same room. We hate it when people treat us like that. But you and I have been treating the Holy Spirit like that every day. You know, he's, he's here. His omnipresence is everywhere. Especially if you receive Jesus as your Savior, He's in the room. Actually, He's in you, but you're ignoring the person of the Holy Spirit. Genesis 2 7, open that up. When God created Adam and Eve, you know what He did? He breathed breath of life, He breathed His Spirit into them, and they became what? A living being. It's the spirit that gives life yeah. to your life. I be, I, my best friend was clinically depressed when we were in seminary. And it's like she, she was physically breathing, but it was like seeing dead person walk. She was not living. She didn't have the spirit. You hear me? What gives you life is the spirit of life. The breath of God. Hmm? In the beginning, Adam and Eve were made to host the Spirit of God. But sin took that away. Hmm? When they disobeyed and ate from that tree, death came. Hmm? Look at Joel 2, 23 through 24. It says, And it shall come to pass afterward, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. It didn't say, I will pour out my spirit on crazy Pentecostals only. No, it said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Everybody say, all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. You know what that means? He's saying in the last days, we get to live in this realm where we get filled with the spirit of life, the breath of God. Hmm? And throughout Old Testament, God sent Rema. Remember, we talked about this this morning. He sent Rema, word, the spoken word through the prophets to prophesy that he will pour out his spirit. And even before Jesus, even in New Testament, look at Matthew 3, 11. 
Just write it down, jot it down so that you could actually go home to look at Genesis through uh, uh, to New Testament. Matthew 3, 11, this is John the Baptist who said, I did baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Okay, the New Testament starts with an impending prophecy about the coming of the Holy Spirit, about God pouring out his spirit upon his sons and daughters. And when Jesus came into the scene, hmm, Jesus, who is God, he himself waited until the Holy Spirit came upon him in the baptism before he started his ministry. And after he got, he got baptized and the Holy Spirit came on him, and after he started ministry, he often taught disciples about the Holy Spirit over and over again. The gift, he said, wait for the gift of my Father, the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit for you and I has been God's original intent from the beginning. Breath of, he, he, wanted, to, he wanted to give us his spirit so that we would host his presence. And Jesus came to redeem that which was lost through sin. Hmm? We all, all of us, were called to know him, to host him, and to even release him. Hmm? Jesus himself prophesied and taught about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Look at John 6, verse 63. Okay? He said, it is the Spirit who gives life. Everybody say spirit. Spirit. Who gives life. You see, he says the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Hmm? When you host the spirit of life, you know, you can change the atmosphere through your words. Have you ever like talked to somebody and then like, these words came out of you, and then you walk away feeling, oh, where did that come from? <laughs> like, you know you're not that wise. <laughs> it's like, like, and when those words came out of you, the atmosphere changed, and your friend was able to, like, receive, and she or he walked away, like, encouraged. Yeah. It's because the words from the Spirit came out of you, mm. and it changed the atmosphere, and it breathed life into your friend hmm? you know you guys heard about smith wigglesworth right did you know like he hosted the presence of god so well he knew the holy spirit so well that you read about he's on the train he's not praying he's not worshiping he's not prophesying he's not he's just just sitting there and people walking by not knowing anything would fall on their knees and starts to confess their sins because he knew how to host the presence of God. Hmm? Open your Bibles to John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39, okay? I'm like, this is not my argument. This is from the Bible, guys, okay? John 7, 37, it says, On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, 
If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke. This is the Bible. I'm still quoting the Bible. The, the, this, the living water he's talking about. But this he spoke concerning the what? Concerning the spirit. Whom those believing in him would what? Receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because what? Jesus was not yet glorified. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ redeemed the breath of life that we read in Genesis chapter 2. Hmm? Look at John 20, 22. Okay, John 20, 22. Okay, it says, and when he had said this, this is Jesus, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Here, you know, John 20, he already died, he resurrected, and he appeared to his disciples for 40 days. And during this time, he went into the room where disciples were at, and he breathed on them, just like Genesis. This is replica. He was redeeming what happened in Genesis. Genesis, God formed Adam and Eve. He breathed breath of life into them. They became a living being. All these years, they were living under the power of sin. Here, Jesus dies, resurrects, and he redeems this breath of life. And before he ascends to heaven, he once again appears to his disciples. He breathes. And he says, receive, receive the Holy Spirit. Hmm? Now, open your Bibles to Acts 1, okay? This is more of a Bible study right here. Acts 1, okay? Verses 4 to 5, Acts 1. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart, depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. For the promise of the Father. Wait for what? Which he said, you have heard from me. Heard. That means he said it more than this time right here. You heard from me. I told you about this before I died. You have heard from me about this gift, the promise of the Father. Verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. You and I getting filled with the Holy Spirit was God's intent to redeem what happened in the Garden of Eden. It is not, like I said, it's not just for crazy charismatics. It's for every son, every daughter of God. What happened in Acts 2, right, the upper room, has been planned by God from the beginning. Acts 2 was the day of fulfillment. Throughout the Old Testament, and John the Baptist and Jesus have been prophesying about Acts 2. I want you to open your Bibles to Acts 2, verses 1 through 4. Okay? You there? When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. Everybody say, one accord. In one place, everybody say one place. one place. 
and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, as one sat upon each of them, and they were all, everybody say all, filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Hmm? How do I receive the gift? What can I do to get filled with the Holy Spirit? I'm glad you asked. Open your Bibles to Acts 2.38. How do you get filled with the Holy Spirit? Repent and be baptized. And you may? Does it say you may? You shall. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I love this story. I, I always share this story wherever I go. So back in like 2007, seven? Yeah, 2007 or six, I forget. I was in Indonesia. And these three 14-year-olds, one girl, two boys, right? They responded. These were orphans. They responded and like they got saved. And so I thought, hey, why not baptize them right now? So I talked to the director. Let's send to the Indian Ocean. Let's baptize them. It's like, okay. So we took the three girls and then uh, a couple of other, uh, my missions team members, we went to, and it was hot. It was so hot, right? So we, and I, and I opened to Acts 2.38. And they're just standing. We weren't feeling, we weren't shaking because we felt the Holy, nothing. We felt nothing. I just opened the Bible. Okay, you received Jesus, yeah? Yeah. You repented of your sins, yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, according to Acts 2.38, when you repent and you get baptized, it says you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we're about to baptize you, so I want you to expect the gift from the Father, which is the Holy Spirit, okay? And these kids are so pure. Okay. <laughs> they believe me. So we go in. The first boy, the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and, I, and, and before that, it was just normal. Just 14-year-old. Dunked him in the water. We took him out. All of a sudden, he loses strength. He just goes, and we have to, like, hold him. And he's weeping, and he's reaching for the sky. And I, we we're like, what's going on? And he just, he didn't care if he was going to drown. And we had to, like, hold him up, and we we're like, What's going on? You asked me then, did you feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit? No. I was just like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and we're like, okay, we don't have enough strength to hold him up. So I told the two of my members, carry him to the shore, sit next to him. Okay? And so a couple of people did that. And this whole time, he was in a trance almost. He was like having a vision and talking to Jesus, and we didn't know what was going on. And so we're like, okay, let's move on. So we get to the girl, and she's like, oh, like they don't know what's going on. Like they go to a very conservative Indonesian church in that island, so they don't know what's going on, right? And so in the name of the Father, the Son, and the, and as soon as I take her out, this wailing comes out of her. Like even I, 
Like just thinking back, I just want to weep right now. That, that kind of wailing could come out of a 14-year-old girl. It's like worse than watching the saddest movie in the world. You can't help but weep with that 14-year-old girl. And I was like, Holy Spirit, what's going on? And he was saying, you see, she lost her parents in tsunami. And she's been through a lot. So I'm doing inner healing. I wasn't leading inner healing. I just dunked her. And the Holy Spirit himself was filling her up. She was just wailing. And we, we just waited. And then the third. And the third one, I, wait, I specifically made him the last. You know why? Because he was my spiritual son. You know, when, in every country I go, God gives me a special son or daughter, right? And I was like, Sorten, you're my son, right? I loved him so much. And so he's like expecting something similar, right? <laughs> so, and he's my son. I was like, I give you everything I have in the spirit. God, just give him everything. I was like, right? In the name of the Father, the Son, and, and we're expecting... He's just, nothing. <laughs> Holy Spirit, fill him with your love. Yes, 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 yes. Nothing. I'm like, come on, God. Don't, don't pass him. Don't skip him. He's my son, right? Nothing. Ten minutes goes by. Nothing. Twenty minutes goes by. 30 minutes go by, nothing. And this whole time, his eyes are closed. He won't open his eyes. He's just going, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And after about 30 minutes, we're all getting a lobster, becoming a lobster because it's so hot. And the director comes and said, uh, Pendetta, pa uh, pastor, we got to go. We got to go prepare for the party. We can't stay here. We got to go. So I'm like, okay, let's. And I was like, okay, you know. You know, the charismatic thing, okay, you have it. God's going to release it one day, right? Okay, let's go. But he won't move. He won't open his eyes and he won't move. And I'm like, oh, what do I do? Do I just pull him? But he was so sincere. I tried like a few more times to like, okay, let's go. Waktunya pergi, which means let's go. And he won't move. And he won't open his eyes. And at that moment, I said, God, if this 14-year-old is willing to wait and doesn't want to go, even, I, even if I become a raisin in here, <laughs> I will stay. So I gave up going. And I stood next to him. I just prayed. Another 30 minutes goes by, nothing. I was like, Holy Spirit, please, please. <laughs> Look how fervently waiting. Me, after 10 minutes, I'd be like, okay, next time. <laughs> but this kid, 14-year-old, who knew nothing, wouldn't give up. Any one of us, that turbulence, not now, okay. I knew you weren't going to bless me. I knew. Right? We would wear that demonic. I knew. You. I knew you would bless my friends, but not me. And we would just go back, to, back down to that 
realm of the flesh. But this 14-year-old taught me a great lesson that day. He would not move. And I said, you know what, Sorten? I will not move either then. And you know what was crazy? About an hour later, spirit came on him and on me at the same time. I already spoke in tongues by then. God gave me a new tongue. A new gift of tongue came out. At the same time, Sorten is speaking in tongues and exactly the same. Wow. Like, you can't make this up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Holy Spirit, yes. <laughs> you can't make this up. At the same time, Holy Spirit baptizes Sorten and rebaptizes me, and we speak in the same heavenly language. And in that moment, I knew this tongue was a breaker anointing tongue. This was breakthrough. So even now, like when I need breakthrough, I speak in this tongue, right? Sorten taught me a great lesson that day. And so after he received, we're rejoicing. We're coming out. The first one, definitely, right? So we're like, what's going on? What happened? And he said, so he's a 14-year-old. He has never opened the Bible, right? And he was telling me what I read in Revelation, guys. I saw a throne, and he described it in detail. And I saw a man on the right hand of that throne. And I knew that was Jesus. And he stood up and re reached out to me. And he said, come. And so I was reaching out to him. I was like, what the heck? That's from Revelation. <laughs> A 14-year-old. God opened his spiritual eyes when he filled him with his spirit. Hmm? Man, we could learn. You know what was crazy? That night, so once a year, like we always went at that time, and then we do like a Christmas party, right, with the orphans. And we bring nice gifts for every child, right? And like we're having fun, we're dancing, and we're opening gifts, and I couldn't find Sorten anywhere. So like, we're Sorten. I'm like, I have Sorten's Give me like, where's Sorten? Where is he? Where, where the heck is he? And nobody knew where he was. And then you know where I found him? In the sanctuary behind chairs that has been like packed up behind it he was going he was like hiding there and he was speaking in tongues he was he treasured that gift so much that he wasn't interested in these gifts this party he was hiding in the back of the chair treasuring the gift that he received from the Father. You know what I'm sensing? I'm sensing every one of you, you're here because God wants you to treasure his gift. I mean, you, 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 come, you come on to my Facebook. I'm still friends with him. He's late 20s. He's married now. And guess what? He still loves the Lord. He's still serving God. Hmm? Acts 3.1. It says, Peter and John went together 
to the temple at the hour of prayer and the ninth hour. Now, corporate prayer is the key. It's the key. You have to treasure and value corporate prayer. It's an access point where you are able to receive more than your, your own effort can receive. When two or more are gathered and seeking the face of God, Peter and John were going to a corporate prayer, an hour of prayer to the temple, okay? And then there was this man, this beggar, give me something. And Peter, because he was filled with the Holy Spirit, because he treasured the person of the Holy Spirit, he was able to be sensitive to the words and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Did you know Peter and John, the disciples, went to temple twice a day, every day? Every day. That means they passed this beggar by even yesterday, the day before. But they passed them by. But in this moment, when Holy Spirit called, Peter recognized a divine moment. And he called them. When he called the beggar, the beggar looked at Peter and John expecting to receive, the Bible says. The second key, first is corporate prayer. Second, expecting something to receive. If you just go to church out of routine, but you don't go, you don't enter the house of God without expectancy, something's not right. You got to expect something. More of him. Hmm? And guess what? So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And what did Peter say? Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give unto thee. Rise up in the name of Jesus. Right? And through their faith in the name of Jesus, Acts 3.16 says, if you look at Acts 4.31, there's another Pentecost. It says, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. The Spirit of God is calling every one of you right now. He's summoning you. He's calling you to go on a journey with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, our church is charismatic. Yeah, yeah, we know the Spirit. No, 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 no. He's calling you to go on a special journey with Him in this season. Journey with the person of the Holy Spirit. He wants to reveal the Spirit to you more and better. He wants you to allow His presence to rest upon you. He wants to teach you how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Hmm? And in order for us to really go on that journey with Him, it takes intentionality. Everybody say intentionality. intentionality. Without intentionality, without you thinking, you get drawn to that realm. Back to flesh. Back to stress. Back to the worries, worries of this 
day and age. Without intentionality, it's like the water that flows from top to bottom. The bottom calls you to come down. Intentionality keeps you up here where you are intimate with the person of the Holy Spirit. I feel like God is looking for hosts. You know, like sometimes like host, like waitresses and hostess, right? It's like you get a job and your job is to host people when they come, to acknowledge when somebody walks in. Don't you hate it when you go to a restaurant and they don't even say hi to you? They don't even like, you know, you know you see me, but you act like you're, you don't see me. Don't you hate that? At least acknowledge me. I'll be right there with you. At least acknowledge me. Right? But then I hate it when they ignore me. After about 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, forget you. You want to leave, right? Being a good host of the Holy Spirit is to learn to intentionally acknowledge him. Daily. Daily. One way you could do it is as soon as you wake up, good morning, hi, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, will you make me become more aware of you today? Talk to him. What if I woke up and Benjamin was there and I ignored him? What if I didn't like talk to him? What if I didn't give him eye contact? What if I treated him as an invisible person? How long will our marriage last? But you know what? As Christians, we're known to ignore the person of the Holy Spirit. That's why we read in Nehemiah chapter 9, he's been so patient. He's been so patient. If it was you and I, we would have walked out of that restaurant 10 years ago. But he's still there by the door of your heart waiting to be acknowledged, to be called upon. To be connected to. He's asking you, will you host the Holy Spirit? Will you host his presence? Because it's God's intent from the beginning. That's why he breathed the breath of life, the spirit of life into their nostrils. And that's why Jesus, when he resurrected, he didn't just ascend. He made sure. He made sure to breathe upon them and have them receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So this is what I want us to do to help us. Just close your eyes. Open your hands. Will you respond to that summoning of God? You know, sometimes when we have leadership meetings, and we need, you know, some people to, like, like, take charge of certain events. And if I ask, Amy, will you host this? Will you prepare for this? When she's like, yes, man. It's like the delight. When sons and daughters say yes with such, like, delight, man, I would give them anything, everything. That's the father's heart. But often, when we, you know, approach our leaders in those meetings, they're like, eh, maybe, eh. 
when there's that reluctance, it's like, okay, whenever you're ready, come. Holy Spirit is like that. Do you want me? Will you allow my spirit to breathe life into your life so that wherever you go, you could change the atmosphere? Wherever you go, you could host the spirit so that anybody who encounters you can encounter the living presence of the living God. God is saying, will you be that one? That one where I am real, where my manifest presence can be hosted, where I can breathe life into the atmosphere, into the life of a person. I need a host. I need a host. I need somebody who would say yes to me, who would say yes to my presence. Will you respond to that summoning tonight? But what, what does that take? What, do I, what, am, what am I signing for? Eh! That's, no, that's not how you sign up. You just say yes. You just trust. Come on. The key is surrender. This morning we talked about immediate response. Not, let me think about it. Well, let me pray about it. Well, let me figure it out. I don't know if I have enough time. I don't know. No, 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 no. That still belongs in the physical realm of your flesh. God is saying, just enter into this realm. Say yes, and I will do the rest. Because it's not by your might, by your power, by your discipline. You and I cannot be disciplined enough to receive enough of the Spirit. No, no, it is by surrendering. It is by saying, God, I lay down my pain. God, it's been so hard. God, it's been so painful, but I surrender. The enemy says, come on, demand answers. You've gone through so much. Come on, demand answer from God. Then you can say yes. But God is saying, no, no, it doesn't work that way. You say yes first. You surrender your pain. Say, God, God, this is so painful. I don't understand. But you are more than life to me. You are my reward. You are my vindication. Your presence is everything to me. So tonight, I say yes to your summoning. God, I want to host your presence. I want you to be able to breathe your life, your spirit upon me. Where I am able, God, where I am able to release your spirit. Wherever I go, wherever I go, come on. Say yes. It doesn't take a process for you to break through into the realm of the Holy Spirit. It only takes your yes. You don't have to figure it out. All it takes is yes. Jesus, Jesus, Holy Spirit tonight, break off every weight. You see, you see, you've gone, I, I could sense in the spirit, a lot of you have been going through a lot, and that's been weight. You've been, you've been trying to carry those weight into the house of God. You've been trying to carry those weights into the Bible studies, and it's just, you just don't have enough strength to carry those weights anymore. 
God is saying, cast all your cares upon me. I know it doesn't make sense. When God told me, one day you're going to look back and you're going to say 2018 was the best year of your life. In that moment, I didn't have any understanding. I didn't have any wisdom. I wonder how in the world I've been accused. I've been rejected. I've been abandoned. How can that be the best year? But you know what? Instead of demanding how, I said yes. I said yes. And because of that, you know what God said? The pain that you've gone through, the sufferings of 2018 has prepared you for the blessings of 2019. Without the sufferings of 2018, the blessings of 2019 would have crushed you, would have destroyed you. But because you remain in me, maybe you weren't victorious, but you still held onto your faith in Christ Jesus. Because you held onto me, even through the pain and suffering. Now, the blessings of 2019, now the pouring out of his spirit of 2019 will not destroy you. You, don't, you no longer have a dinky cup. Your cup is made of steel. You are able to receive more. 2018 did not destroy you, but it prepared you. Intentionality. Intentionality to acknowledge. Acknowledge. Come on. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you his lens, his perspective. Holy Spirit, give me your lens. Give me your lens. Help me to see my life. See my life. You see, when you receive that lens, you, you look back to your 2018. You look back to your yesterday. You are able to see the goodness of God in the midst of pain, in the midst of your suffering, in the midst of your weakness. Even when you look back, you can see the goodness of your Father. Come on, receive that lens. Lens of the Holy Spirit. The lens of God. The lens of favor. Jesus, yes. Come on, say yes, and allow the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will physically manifest upon your sons and daughters. Come on, expect physical manifestation. Whether it's warm, it could be warm in your neck or in your back. It could be breeze in your hands. It could be a little bit of shivering, whatever it is. Maybe it could be the peace of Jesus Christ that you have yet known. Come on, expect. Look to him with expectancy. Don't just wait. Well, let me see if he's going to do anything. No, no, no. Shift that mindset. Break off out of that mindset. And look to him with expectancy. And, and, and sensitize your five senses. Holy Spirit, I want to acknowledge, I want to be a good host. I want to be a good host. Holy Spirit, as he's standing next to you, before you, above you, in you, come on, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him through becoming aware of his presence through your five senses. Can you see him? Can you feel him? Can you hear him? You know, a couple of weeks ago, a non-believer came to our church in San Francisco. And for some reason, while I was preaching, she was crying the whole time. And at the altar, she came. She came and she was crying. And the only thing she could say is, I see him. I see him. I see Jesus. 
I see even a non-believer who looked to God with expectancy was able to see Jesus. Come on, ask him, open my eyes. I want to see you. Open my ears, God. I want to hear you. God, sensitize my senses, God. I want to feel you. I want to know you. Oh, God, I want to be a good host. Come on, come on, become, host him right now. Host his presence right now. Come on, come on, host his presence. Host his presence. Acknowledge him. Holy Spirit, you are here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. You are welcome here. God, you are welcome here, Holy Spirit. Yes, God. Jesus, 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 Jesus. God, let there be a rebaptism of the Holy Spirit. Come on, come on, receive. Let the baptism of the Holy Spirit come upon you. God, God, fill them up, overflowing with your spirit tonight. Just like, just like, God, God you baptize Sorton. God, baptize them, God, with your love, God, with your spirit, Lord. Just like you re-baptized me in that Indian Ocean, along with Sorton. Maybe some of us, God, we want to re-baptize them, God. Come on, come on, ask him. Ask him to fill you up, fill you up, overflowing. Let his spirit overflow out of you. Come on. Yes. Come on. Come on. More. More. You got to want more. You got to look to him with expectancy. More. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Jesus. 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 Yes. More, God. More, 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 God. More. Make us aware, God. Make us aware, God.